Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Johnny O'Neill, he's a great friend of ours here on SEN Track, especially on Giddy Up. He's promised me we'll be back on the means test to make sure that he controls Hawksy. Um, starting from next week. But he is one of the major players, one of the biggest investors in the game of thoroughbred racing. And I thought it would be great to get him on for his thoughts on this move from Racing Victoria. They're proposed to move the Cox Plate back a month. So it'll be held on maybe on November 25, 26. Um, And uh, Mooney Valley now have got to um, have a look at this proposal. And Michael Brown and his board have got to pass it, um, whether they want their Cox Plate to be move back a month. But Johnny O'Neill joins us now here on Giddy Up. Hello to you, Johnny. Happy New Year, mate. And uh, nice to talk to you about it. was great to catch up at the uh, the Gold Coast. How'd you go in Perth? Yeah, it was, it was good fun, mate. We finished fifth or sixth in the, in the Perth Cup. Our horse tried his heart out, but we couldn't beat the winner. But, hey, it was a lot of fun. And I don't know how you do it, competing in all of these big races. Jeez, it's nerve-wracking. I, I wasn't able to sleep for at least a month after it got postponed after another couple of weeks, mate. I don't know how you do it. Uh, that's what it's all about, mate, isn't it? Getting uh, getting to the races and getting with your family and friends and mates and and probably sort of the build-up, gee, I reckon, to the races is um, is just as important, just as important as race day, yeah. mate. So it's all the chit-chatter and the rah-rah and the stuff that goes on between everybody. So I think that's why we all love it, mate, but it certainly is nerve-wracking. There's no doubt about that. Now, I wanted to get you on because um, you've got a lot of um, horses that will be engaged in Cox Plates and hopefully in Melbourne Cups coming up. And as I pointed out, you're a big investor in this game and you're in the marketing game as well. You're a guru there. That's where you've made, um, you've had a successful career in doing. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, first of all, what do you think of the changes? Do you think it'll work by moving the Cox Plate back a month? Well, I think having Christmas in uh, in August is probably a little difficult. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, so look, you know, from, from my perspective, I know we've spoken about trying to extend the carnivals and looking at different ways to you know, promote racing and, and, and get people to the track and, and increase wagering and provide better opportunities for owners to get returns and breeders. I think at the end of the day, G, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure how many people have been involved in these discussions, but I would have thought, you know, the most important thing is that if there is going to be any form of change, and it seems as if the industry is sort of certainly pushing that, we've got Sydney in an aggressive process at the moment trying to promote, um, you know, other carnival races and opportunities over a, a traditional Melbourne spring carnival period. But I think what needs to happen is we need to get all the trainers involved and we need to get a lot of the owners involved and a lot of the jockeys involved and the people that, you know, ride and put the show on and look after the horses and put the show on and just see whether these changes are practical. We can't just change processes um, and planning for horses because it may suit the wagering process for the clubs. And and to be honest, man, I'm not 100% sure as to the major reasons why they want to do it, Gareth. But 
What I do know is there's traditional processes in place and if they are going to be changed, there needs to be a process where everybody buys in. Um, you know, I mean, I can say from the, from the sales, and I know you were up there for a few days, that, um, you know, the investors and the people in the industry are always interested in trying to get different showcase races and drive more money. But I think extending extending and changing programming, there needs to be a lot of buy-in, Gareth. It really does. Um, the trainers and the jockeys and the, and the stable staff have got to have a break, mate. They've got to have a holiday sometime. You know, I look at Karen and, and David Eustace and their team up on the Gold Coast. Like, they just go, go, go all year. They're overseas. They come back. Well, when does Karen and the guys get a chance to have a, a few weeks off? Yeah. Or a month off, and I think if you if, if you extend it out even more, all of the work by Kieran and all of the all of the um, the trainers is done after our carnival into November, going around studs looking at horses for the Magic Millions and for the English sales and for New Zealand. So when are they supposed to do that if they've got big race days all the way through as well? Do you think more people would punt on the Cox Plate if it's held in November compared to October? Well, no, I don't. I can't see how that would yeah. make any difference whatsoever. But again, this is my opinion, Gareth, and I think I'm only hoping that. Look, we we all want to make sure that the the racing industry prospers. We all want to make sure owners get opportunities to get returns, breeders, um, you know, get an opportunity to get returns, and and it, and it remains a great, sustainable, safe industry for everybody to participate in. And I think at the end of the day, you need buy-in from people in all environments around programming and around all of these things before you go putting proposals in front of anybody. That's that's my opinion. And it's difficult at the moment. It's Peter Anthony, who's who just joined us before for the for the midweek masterclass. He's a passionate WA man. So what happens to the WA carnival? Like they'll have to make changes there because they can't have the railway on the same day as the the Cox Plate. What happens to maybe if if um, connections wanted to go to Hong Kong and then um, you know like Solcom goes Japan in too, Gareth. Yeah, Japan as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, we go back to the early days with with the better loosen ups. You know, as an example of a horse that we wanted to profile around the world, and I think it was Colin in those days. If not, it was David took the horse after winning the Cox Plate, I think, over to Japan and won the Cup. and yeah. I mean, or after running great in the Cox Plate. But I think at the end of the day, mate, we, we need to take into consideration all of these things because we want to make sure when it's all said and done that the show's put on correctly and try to extend meetings and have, you know, the Mooney Valley Gold Cup, I think they're talking about increasing it to a million dollars and running it on Cox Plate Day. So what do you do for the wait for age horses that are going in to run in Champions Day? Yeah. If there's no race there, what do you do? What, what, what do you run in the Waterford Crystal Mile? Yeah. The Group 2, you're talking about international Group 1 quality wait for age horses. They won't go to that race. Yeah. The Melbourne Cup, like no, we've had... The last couple of winners have, have have come out of the Cox Plate for the Melbourne Cup and Gold Trip and your horse very elegant. So, And, and then what happens then if you want to, like, Say you've paid for an expensive European gallop or you've got a nice horse, but you, it sort of nearly rules out the Australian Cup, doesn't it? If you're well, I think what it basically does, it, it, yeah, look, I think so, absolutely. And and I think from a from a Mooney Valley perspective, if, if they choose to not run the Cox Plate on that day, that day will become irrelevant. That, that'll be a rest day. 
Yeah. And maybe if you're the VRC, if I'm the VRC, I'm putting the champion stakes up to five million. This is your new Cox play. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. Again, and look, Gareth, the challenge is that you know we've got lots of clubs that all need to be working together, and there's definitely solutions. But again, you're better off to be speaking to Hawksy, and we're better off to be getting Kieran involved, and Peter Moody, and you know, and all the leading Trent Busserton, and all, all the leading trainers, Mick Price, that have been around for a long time that spend you know, more than half of their week programming horses, buying the right type of horses for different styles of races and programming to get the best return they possibly can for their owners. And yeah. and I would hope that they've all been involved in this discussion, but I would imagine they probably haven't been. No, it'll be interesting because it's not just moving the Cox play, as you point out. You've got to program other races around it so horses can have lead-up races to the biggest dances and you've got to work around the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, Cox Plate and even Champions Day today. So um, Champions Day these days. So it will be interesting. Hey, we gave you a lot of credit on the means test yesterday and the review team because Dicko and his team have fallen in love with you. I don't know what you did. You must have showed them around and spent a little bit of time with them. But you did declare VC in September of last year and he was superb on Saturday at Flemington. Um Solcom, is he far away, and what's he being aimed up at this year? This no, well, first of all, VC, VC was a, a beautiful young horse, as yeah. you know. Kieran was very upbeat about him. He showed a lot like Cool and Gatter. He was a real natural, and we pushed as far as we could, and he probably wasn't ready. So a lot of people said, you know, geez, he should have been up at the Magic Millions, but he just wasn't ready to get there. And so Kieran sort of pulled the pin about three and a half weeks ago and said, look, I really want to focus on a Melbourne potential Sydney campaign with him. Again, just the patience they showed enabled him to, to sort of show what he can do, mate. So that was great. Um, Solcom will have a jump out. I'm pretty sure he's having a jump out this week over uh, over six or seven in Sydney. Um, I spoke to Charlie Duckworth briefly with a couple of the owners up at the sales and also Chris, and they're pretty excited. He's um, He seems to be going pretty well, and I think it'll be an interesting, uh, a really interesting campaign for him just to see whether... Um, you know, Chris can put some, some additional speed into his legs. He's obviously got a great turn of foot, mate, but that's sort of over, you know, 2,000 metres plus. So it'll be interesting to see him. If anybody can do it, you know, Chris can do it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, mate, but we'll find out in the in the next week or so. Exciting times. And don't forget, um, we've got to win the Quokka as well, um, Johnny, for SCN. So that won't be far away. No, that's not we're far away. We're giving you the keys. Yeah, well, I know Hutchie was up dancing around the sails, so that was uh, it's always interesting to see him up there uh, in and out. So we've got to get him in a headlock and get him in some horses, Gareth. But um, we've got a couple of nice horses. Um, you know, Cool and Gatter's uh, progressing really well, and we'll have a look with Karen as to whether she heads over. Um, she'll probably go round in one of the early sort of wait for age races here, I would imagine, subject to her uh, progressing well. And then there's another nice horse a capitalist cult called Marine One that won a Group 2 last time in and just had a couple of issues. So Kieran sort of eased on him, but he's, he's trialled really well and come back and he's really going good. So we're sort of hoping that um, we can get him over there, mate. And uh, you can get over and show us some of that uh, some of that Sam Groper hospitality, mate, which you're uh, well and truly accustomed to, even though you're not from there. Yeah, well, Are you claiming to be? Yeah, I'm claiming to be from everywhere these days, but I'll <laughs> well and truly do that, Johnny. We appreciate your time and your insight, mate. It'll be an interesting debate. On, and it'll be interesting to see what Michael Brown and his team do regarding this proposed 
um, move from what Racing Victoria wants to move that Cox Plate back a month. Good on you, mate, and welcome back. Cheers, mate. Speak to you next Monday. There's bye, bye, Johnny O'Neill, of course, a great friend of ours here on SEN Track, especially Giddy Up. We'll take a break and we'll come back with Hong Kong Corner and tips for Happy Valley with uh, Tommy Wood.